Welcome to Mile Repeats, a mini version of my Run This World with Nicole DeBoom podcast. I'm Nicole DeBoom, former pro athlete turned entrepreneur and podcast host. With Mile Repeats, I bring you short snippets from people who are willing to share their life lessons in the hopes that it will help us feel less alone in this crazy world. All in the time it takes for us to walk or run a mile, that's 8 to 20 minutes roughly, give or take a few hundred meters. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. Beep, beep. Okay, so we're on if we want to be. Mm. You want to be? Let's do it. All right. Let's just be off the cuff, man. Okay. Christy Peoples in the house. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How did we meet? Oh my gosh. Um, I can't I even remember. No, so many circles overlapping. I don't. Oh, yes. Yes. I know. Shanla. Yes. She invited me mm-hmm. to a photo shoot one day. So, Shanla and I are run buddies and what I like to call soul sisters. S O L E. So oh, like yeah. All my, all my friends that I run with are soul sisters, right? So, anyway. She said, on a day that we were supposed to go out and run, do you want to go to a photo shoot? And I was like, sure. And she's like, what time, you know, works for you? And I'm like, wait a minute. It just occurred to me to ask, am I like supporting you? Am I participating? Like, what, what is this? Because a lot of times people will ask me stuff and I'll be like, and it's friends and I'll just say, yes. You're and, a oh, yes wait, person? what is it? You are such a yes person. I am a yes person for things that I really care about. You know, there's this whole thing that I've been into the past couple of years about saying yes to life. Like the capital Y full body yes. Not yes in a way that's like, oh, I don't want to make any waves. I want everybody to be happy. So I'll just say yes. My thing is... Yes, if it's a little bit scary to me or a lot scary to me um, in all the right ways. Yes, if it's supporting something that I believe in. Yes, if it's gonna, you know, help a friend out. And in this case, it was cause. It was like to help a friend out because you didn't know skirt sports yet. I didn't. Well, I had heard of skirt sports. Oh my god! Okay, I see this conversation (laughs) is going to have many, many valleys. And, and That's trickle okay. off to lots of different places. So <laughs> I, years ago, well, I first moved to Colorado in 2009, right? I was in Boulder. I met this woman who had a, a she was doing a business and she's like, I'll come to your house and help you, uh, help you run and get your fitness back. And around that time, it was really hard for me to just make it up the top of the stairs of my apartment without being winded. So anyway, I looked her up and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, let's work together. So anyway, after a while of working together, she says, you know, there's this great organization called Skirt Sports. There's a Skirt Chaser 5K or something. I want you to do it. And I was like, chasing skirts, what's that about? And then I immediately felt like this 14-year-old girl who never gets picked. And I'm like, who's going to chase my skirt? I don't know. It's too much. So that was the first time that I heard about skirt sports, and then it just kind of receded into wow. my memory. Well, that and was then, a long time ago. Right, and then Shanla, she's like, come do this. Uh, she's like, no, you, you won't be just standing by, you'll participate. 
And I'm like, oh, well, I should shower. This is good to know. <laughs> Actually, you should shower, but don't ever put deodorant on before a photo shoot. Right. We know this, that now. This right. I learned. Deodorant marks bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great. It was so much fun. <sighs> That's where we met. And I was like, I, I need to have more skirt sports in my life. Okay. Tell me more about this yes philosophy. So... I just learned that you grew up in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for a little while, and it was there that I first heard about this Midwestern sort of approach to life. Like people would, it was widely believed, I think, that people would say no before saying yes to something, even if they wanted to do it. Well, no, as a means of like kind of, pumping the brakes on making a decision or something. And I had come from uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, and then Phoenix, and then uh, Chicago. So I was like, is that the Midwestern way? What What is this? You know, every region has their thing. And so coming here, I, I always, I thought about that, like whether or not it holds true for people in the Midwest, I felt like I had been living my life that way like just kind of saying no because i didn't want to be maybe inconvenienced or put out or vulnerable you know and so it's like a self-preservation thing yeah and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a fear thing too i think because there's so much passion underneath like uh i i feel there's there's a lot of passion and desire and love underneath a low-grade uh depression i'm not talking about like the clinical stuff but that sort of dream deferred thing like oh i really want to do that i really want to have a different life experience but i could never do that that's not me i'm i'm afraid or i don't want anybody to see me you know fall off that skateboard like i was you know at the photo shoot and you know just taking a chance being fun and you know inviting boldness in so my whole thing was, okay, I came to Colorado not knowing anyone other than the one person I worked with. So I said, I'm going to have to really get out. I'm going to have to say yes a lot more. And it took it took some time, but really being able to orient myself in a way that says, all right, if it's if it's something that really calls to that thing that's deep in me that I want to do and it's a little scary and it's taking me out of my comfort zone and it's making me more visible, meaning uh, allowing myself to be seen, not in a celebrity kind of way necessarily, but in a way where I can be seen for who, you know, as who I am, then I'm going to do it. And even if it's right on the heels of, ah, what is this? Who does this? Oh, my God. You know? Totally. Okay. That's the yes. So who are you? So. it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of big questions here, but you're leading me right into oh it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. So I am a really happy ambassador of Skirt Sports. And I... I really love the mission and what it represents. 
women athletes at every stage of the game, at every level of ability and interest. That's so exciting to me. Um, And it goes right in with so many of my other passions. I'm also a trail running coach for women here in Colorado along the Front Range. Um, I was also a coach with Black Girls Run, and we were doing lots of uh, Couch to 5K programs and helping to, again, be visible to lots of Black women who were, um, who had kind of been you know, inundated with these messages that, you know, we don't run or, you know, it's maybe destined for us to be ill and unwell and diabetic and, you know, suffer from all these ailments and stuff just because it's so familiar to so many black women and, you know, um, in our families. So that was very exciting to me. I was also an outdoor leader for a while with an organization called Outdoor Afro. And again, the the theme that runs through so much of what I do in the outdoors is about creating a space and visibility for women to come in and have a new experience and have some excitement. So uh, I left Boulder in 2012 and I headed to Denver and you know in between that time of transition I was thinking where where are the women who look like me I would be out on the trails on the front range and fell in love with hiking and you know and then I figured well I can see more of the trails if I move a little faster and so <laughs> I'll start running <laughs> hence now I'm a trail run coach but anyway um, I thought, well, I would love to see more women who look like me going out. I can't be the only one, you know? And so... And what were you seeing? It Was it there weren't women of color out there? There weren't women who were at your skill level? Or I wasn't seeing... It was a mix of things. I wasn't seeing women of color because I was living in Boulder at the time. And Boulder's probably 95, yeah. 96% white or more. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... <laughs> And full of lots of wonderful white people, I might add. I'm sitting across from one. And so, (laughs) I mean, amazing. But it's also like, you know, you're living a full life, you're doing all these things, but you realize you're deficient in a certain vitamin. You know, it's like, oh, I got to bring that in to round Mm. out my, I I need, this is a central, essential nutrient for me, yeah, you know? And so it was something along those lines, because a lot of times there's like a, a a misunderstanding that, oh, well, wait, white girls run, and why are you being separatist, yeah. and that's racist, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, no. There's so, no dividing <laughs> line. There really, there shouldn't there be. really isn't. <laughs> and, you know, to think about that in a different way in terms of dividing lines, I think a lot of people maybe don't enter into a sense of adventure because it's unknown to them. And so whether or not there's a real or imagined barrier, if it exists in your mind, then it's as real as, you know, a wall, right? So. My feeling is, hey, come out, 
come let's let's explore the trails you know so i over you know over the years i would get uh, i would acquire a little more training and more experience and you know cultivate my leadership skills and stuff so that i became a competent leader so when i ask people or invite people to go out with me i know that i know what i'm doing and so a lot of times that's just the thing that a lot of people need is just that invitation or that that way in to say oh wow this is something that i can do it is exciting and i i love being out here together in the spirit of friendship and exploration you know it's not um outwardly a political resistance thing and at the same time you know visibility is important engagement is important and being in a culture right now that would seek to keep people separated and divided and fearful showing up in a way that is joyful and shot through with love and warmth and kindness is its own act of resistance so then it does become political you know wow that's such a deep way to say like let's get more people on the trail yeah but it is truly the foundation for I get your philosophy and how you got there. And I can see how so many people don't even consider that kind of experience an an option for them because Mm -hmm. they can't relate to what they see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I had a friend come to visit me. She lives in Baltimore and she's a black uh, corporate executive and I've known her for years and I was telling her about, you know, the mountains and how much I was in love with them. And she was saying, oh gosh, they're so beautiful. And tell me more about this hiking thing. How do you do it? What is it? Where do you go? How do you know where to go? And when she said that, it it totally made sense to me because even though I'd always been active, you you know, growing up and certainly living in Brooklyn, there weren't lots of mountain trails around. I mean, you could catch the commuter train or the Amtrak up to the um, up to the the trails and the mountains, and you know you'd have to make it a real event to go out there. Well, you wouldn't even know to do it. Exactly, exactly. So when she said that to me, I was like, "This is not somebody who is, you know, as the outdoor." Uh, industry such as it is might say, oh, an inner city person who, you know, is is underserved and doesn't know about the outdoors. This is not anything like that picture of what a lot of people think about, right. you know, people of color in the outdoors. This right. is someone who just did not grow up with that. She has a, a full-on beach and seaside experience and love of gardens and, you know, roaming meadows and stuff out on the East Coast, but just not mountains. And so the other piece, too, here, I realize I'm I'm just going all over. That's what but this so is all is. about. Okay. Yeah, bring it. That's what happens on a run. Our minds go That's to all kinds right. of places. That's right. And, you know, the other thing about this, you know, with with her and with me and with so many women that I go out with is that the outdoor industry doesn't really look at us. Skirt Sports does. That's why I love, I love, love, <laughs> love this community we so love much and what you're doing. 
because the outdoor industry is looking at, you know, people say, oh, what's the next generation of people in the outdoors? I'm like, hey, hold on a minute. You know, there are lots of people who are, you know, full grown adults who are waiting for right. an adventure to be, you know, to, to be a part of. You know, there are people who, who, you know, if they have a sense of uh, adventure and love of the outdoors, they can extend that to this new generation that everybody's so hungry to tap into. Because, you know, when you have the kid going out for like the fresh air fund weekend, when you, you know, take the kid out from the city or wherever, and you plunk them into summer camp, and they come back, they have this wonderful memory. But if the extended family, if the parents, if mom can't cultivate that that new experience or that flash of excitement in the outdoors, it kind of wanes over time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if as the industry becomes more aware of adults and so many women in particular, because, you know, in a lot of instances, it's the women who take on, you know, planning the social schedule for the kids and going out with them and making Mm -hmm. the play dates and all that and setting up the recreation for the family. If they also have more of an embedded sense of adventure and love of nature and exploring in the outdoors, then how much more likely is it that those kids in that next generation will come up with that sense of of wonder and involvement? So I feel like that's a missed opportunity in a lot of ways for a lot of different um, brands that are looking to tap into new markets. Oh, totally. It's like the next generation is the current generation. That's right. There are many layers. There is a lot of low-hanging fruit here. (laughs) Age doesn't have to be a limiting force. That's right. And and a lot of that low-hanging fruit is dying on the vine because they don't see other women around them. They don't they don't have a a visual or a messaging that says, "Hey, over, you know, over 30, over 40, over 50, we can we can still explore too. We've got a lot of vibrant life left in oh, us." Yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. a lot of uncharted territory ahead. But, you know, we need to make sure we're visible to each other. Wow, so yeah. So you're working on something really interesting right now, aren't you? Well, a couple different things. Okay. <laughs> so one is I when I moved to uh, Denver again, looking for these black women, I was like, okay, I need to maybe put a call out to see if they're out there because I know I'm not alone. <laughs> so I started this organization called Black Women's Alliance of Denver, and so that was basically about um, what I like to call wellness on every level. I figured, you know, I went to a lot of women business development meetings and loved the sense of support and camaraderie and togetherness and willingness to just share information with each other, but I was often the only one. And so I said, oh my gosh, you know, we need something like this for black women too. And so bit by bit, I would start to ask women who came out to say, you know, oh, what's your area of expertise? You wanna lead a workshop? 
for us. And and so it was like, it was this community that supported and reflected back to each other what they were seeing. You know, hey, I see this greatness in you. And hey, I support that business idea of yours. And hey, here I have this resource or that resource. And then, you know, the more we did it, the more the more I realized like, this is wonderful and all, and there are other women who are in this space. So what is my unique piece that I'm bringing to this? And so I brought forward more and more my love of nature and the outdoors and that sort of wellness and healing and started to share that with the group. And uh, the extension of that was that I began to reach out to local businesses and and form partnerships with them. And so we uh, had a mountain climb, an outdoor mountain climbing day with, um, you know, with a Avid for Adventure, which often caters to, to kids. And I was like, look. I, Adult re- kids. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it. <laughs> we want some adventure too. Yeah. These women, some of these women have children. Believe me, you know. And so, um, and then there was also Women's Wilderness. We went out on it. We did a, a backpacking series with them and got ourselves all like prepared with the gear and the information and the knowledge to like go out and just have this exploration. Um, so that's an exciting thing that I'm doing, just really cultivating a sense of community and, and then also having events where we extend the community outward to all women because that's important too, working together and being together. And that's also the sense of what an alliance is. Right. It's like-minded people who are focused on a shared mission, you know? You know, and you mentioned like your mission to uh, bring wellness and healing and the word healing kind of hit me and i thought you know we're all healing from something mm-hmm. you know once we hit a certain age we're all healing from something i mm-hmm. mean have you been on a path of self-healing yourself well yeah this is absolutely the sort of outward extension of that journey because growing up i was told way too often that you know it was too loud i was too opinionated it was too busy and you know i and and i should be more feminine i should maybe not wear some of the things that i'm wearing and i shouldn't be so tough on boys when they come around but you know be careful because boys don't have good intentions towards you and i thought oh my god i cannot get it right and so over time I realized that I had been shutting myself down as a result of so much of the messaging that I received. And so everything that I do these days is an expression of, you know what, I am enough. And I think people can't see me. Well, I'm really hard to miss. So I gotta dismiss those negative ideas and those those sort of self-limiting thoughts that I didn't even know I was traveling around with. So when I show up in positions of leadership, when I share my story, when I sit down and interview people or, or am interviewed, wherever I go, 
I carry that understanding of, you know, it takes a lot to dig out from all of the garbage that's been heaped on us from decades. And the more that I'm able to do that, it gives other people permission to do the same. So absolutely, it's a healing every time I, I show up, I mean, in the truest sense of the word and, and in that really deep sense and expression of that capital Y, yes, you know? Yeah, that's a great way to put it because we all do grow up with things that become um, embedded in our, yeah. just in our subconscious and our being and we don't even know half the time that we're there. So it's not mm-hmm. until, this is my generalization, when we're young, we're young. We're just doing our thing, right? We're getting the messages put into us mm-hmm. and we're starting to figure out who we are. And then in our 20s, we're idiots and we're just you know, throwing ourselves around the place after who knows what. And in our 30s, we're driven and we're like, we're kind of trying to go for something. Mm-hmm. And then in our 40s, we're like, we don't give a shit anymore. We mm-hmm. are coming around and starting to love ourselves as who we are. It mm-hmm. like takes decades to get to that point and that's my generalization and then by the time we're in our 50s i'm sure and i'm not there yet but and you're getting close too aren't Mm -hmm. you we're right Mm -hmm. around the same age and uh then i'm sure it just gets even better yeah you know gloria steinem said when she hit her 80s that it was the best decade yet oh and she said the same thing about her seventh decade and her sixth yeah. and her fifth, yeah. you know? And and I do think we do get better with, with time. And I think it becomes more about intentionally being better. And, mm. and I equate being better with becoming one's self, becoming that person that we, we have that little inkling inside that we know we can be becoming that person. So being better isn't so much about a sense of striving to improve because that's what we got all the way up to this point, right? You got to lose five pounds. You got to go and get this degree. You got to live this place. You got to believe these particular things. You got to improve and on, you know, who you are. It's not any of that sort of urgent striving and chasing of things, but I personally feel like it's more of a a sloughing off in the Mm. becoming process. Well, that's huge. It's huge. And, you know, I have to say, like, I'm so grateful for Shanla to have brought you to that photo shoot a couple of years ago now, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, you literally magically light up the screen. Like it, 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 I, it's just, you have an inner light and maybe you didn't always have it. Maybe you had it and you didn't know it or you didn't embrace it, but you do. And, uh, when we, people see photos of who it is that I'm interviewing, <laughs> you're going to be like, she's all over skirt sports all the time. Um, and it's because of that beautiful, magical light. So I'm grateful for the process, you, or, you know, the journey you've been on, the process you've gone through. And I'm so grateful that you're sharing that with others now. Mm, it's it's so much fun to do that and it's just it's something that that is like a magnet for me and I feel like skirt sports and these other pursuits that I'm involved in just really pull that up from from outside from you know from from the outside pulling you know 
my innards up or something like that, you know? And, <laughs> and yeah. it takes, it's, it, and you know, coming together in those photo shoots and like running the trails back and forth and taking the pictures, it's fun because the models are great. They're real people. The clothes are awesome. And I can't tell you how many times I'm, I'm out like at an event like Ragnar. I was running down the trails like late afternoon um, one day and this one was like, Oh, is that the blah blah blah? Is that the what's that you got there? You know, they, and, they knew the names of the product. <laughs> they knew the names of the product, and we're like literally like running oh past God. each other on the trails, and they're in their skirt, and I'm in mine, and you know, I mean, it's just it's just everywhere, and not so much the brand, though I see it a lot. But what I mean is that the spirit that permeates the the in the environment you know at the these connections. races the connections yeah. yeah so it's not just somebody you know wearing the skirt or wearing the the fabulous pocket toby a capris or whatever but it's you can almost count on them coming up to you with that same spirit that I feel every time you know we're out on a shoot or you know we're we're kind of here in Boulder hanging together it's it's lovely it is lovely and why wouldn't we surround ourselves by that every day yeah because we can we can say yes to that yes absolutely (laughs) we have run our repeat we've overrun our mile repeat we're almost at 30 minutes can you believe that how fast that went oh my gosh (laughs) we're over 30 minutes we're almost there holy potato can i tell you real quick yes tell us okay so i have a friend who works at du university of denver she reached out to me and she said hey christy there's this course on campus called embodying feminism through running and they are studying this book and I and they asked me to come and talk about black women's experience as runners. And she and I used to coach with Black Girls Run together. So I said, yeah, okay. And so uh, she came to pick me up, and she's like, I'm listening to the book. It's 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 amazing. It, I can't tell you how many times I burst into tears. It's by Myrna Myrna Valerio, and. <laughs> It's, it's a beautiful work in progress. And I mean, all the stories, you should just, you got to check it out. I'm like, I know who she is. Are you serious right now? So so we, uh, we went to this class and did the presentation. And it was so fantastic because not only my friend's favorite color was purple, so I was already going to wear my sleigh all day, then rosé tank, right? So... <laughs> So add to that, we did this PowerPoint presentation shot through with pictures of Myrna and quotes pulled from her book. And we were talking afterward about, you know, how wonderful is it that Myrna did not give up on her dream or didn't get sidetracked when she got pushed back from people. She stayed the course. She kept on running. She didn't accept that, you know, projection from the doctor or the diagnosis of here's what's going to happen if you stay on this path. She she really put in the miles, literally and figuratively, and she came out with this book. And how wonderful that 
this teacher with great you know insight and and a desire to get these different stories in front of this this small group of students who might not otherwise know about her you know and then here my friend reaches out to me to tag team with her on this presentation i said all of this stuff is happening clear across the country because myrna kept saying yes she kept choosing that yes and she showed up in ways that rippled out that she would have no idea about. I was like, you can't, I can't wait until I can post this on the Skirt Sports Susa page because she needs to know. <laughs> it's so great. It was but wonderful. But we, I mean, going back to connection, we truly are all connected. Yeah. And in some ways more literally than others. That yeah. is, what a cool experience. And thank you for saying yes all the way. Because I was talking about you and how you were going past that store one day. And you're like, I look like a dude. We need to have, you know. And so I went into that spiel too. And had it not been for you saying yes and continuing to make that joke. How, what? This is why the tissues are right, right here. Because, because we I- cry on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, you know, because you kept saying yes, and you kept, you know, pumping that fuel through to, you know, in in allow so many women to realize their dreams inside a community of of real support and excitement about who they can be and who they are at heart. So, so thank you. You know, what's funny is we often don't start a journey with that kind of, uh, you know, outlook in mind. We don't necessarily think like, I'm going to build a movement and a community. It's more like, I just want to look cute. Yeah. (laughs) But as soon as you start putting yourself out in the universe and you realize that other people are relating to the same issue or the same problem or connecting in a certain way, suddenly it does, you do start to realize there's something bigger here Mm -hmm. and how great does it feel to uh, have a greater purpose for what we're all doing on this earth. Oh yeah. It's so cool. All right. Well, we're down to our last question that I ask every guest on the show, which is if you could leave our listeners with one final piece of advice, one awesome Christy nugget (laughs) to help them run their worlds in a bigger and better way, what would it be? Do what you can from where you are with what you have to be who you might have been. <laughs> that is an awesome now, quote. That is now a meme that will be on every photo we post of you. Let's repeat it. Do what you can. Do what you can from where you are with what you have to be who you might have been. Wow. Now, I might have turned that around from the first time I said it, but I, <laughs> I it. swear that is like... That's it for me. You know, right now people say, oh, we got to change the world. This is happening. That's happening. All the things. But yes, and to the extent that we are our best selves, you know, like I wouldn't be here if you hadn't kept saying yes to your dream. I wouldn't have been in that presentation teaching on Myrna's book if it hadn't been, you know, for her saying yes to her dream, you know? And so... It's all interrelated. We need to start saying yes from where we are so that we can help to bless 
those people down the line that we don't even know about yet. It matters. It does matter. And I want to tell you, Christy, that there are people out there that are saying, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Christy Peoples and saying yes to the things you said yes to. So let's keep doing it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes.